Welcome to WrestleWolf. This is Reconsidering WCW Nitro. Uh, I'm Dr. Damian Gibson, and joining me, as always, uh, is the Dark Knight of Wrestling. It's Sir Matthew K. Fabe. How are you, Matthew? Hello. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I've had... Uh, do you get migraines at all? No. No, no, no. Uh, they're awful, and it's only something that I've just started getting, like, in the last five years or something. It's because uh, you're a sinner. Yeah, probably, probably, but they really, they're really awful. I remember being the person who, like, when other people get migraines, I'd be like, oh, whatever. But, uh, yeah, they're a super headache. But they just come and go whenever <laughs> they please. And uh, my migraine that I had today disappeared, like, 15 minutes before we started recording. So, I'm actually in the best of moods because <laughs> it's a- like someone's been punching me in the <laughs> head for eight hours and then just stopped. You have a visible uh, WWE title in the in to the side of you where you're recording. I do, man. Yeah, I'm trying to get. I'm. I mean, I've got other wrestling stuff, but this uh, this little uh, study is slowly being turned into my office, so you'll see more and more nerdy paraphernalia appearing in the background each time we record. But yeah, this is the WWE title that uh, I think Bobby Lashley <laughs> has right now. I mean, not the. It's not the exact one, obviously, because it's very small. If you put it, it I see if I put it up against my head, it, it's it looks to be made for of a child. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it looks. It looks to be made of of plastic. It is, uh, but it is. It is majestic. And um, do you feel like a champion having that on display in your? When I walk down to Coles with it on, yeah, <laughs> I I, uh, I stand out the front of Coles and I'm like, I'm a fighting champion. I'll take on anyone. You've got uh, the. Uh, you've got the Bobby Boucher's about you. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I'm not sure who I that I know who Bobby Boucher is. That's the Adam Sandler's character from uh, the Water Boy. Oh, right. Um, I saw I saw recently that AEW have uh, have this is a, actually a big show episode uh, focused episode, but um, AEW have trademarked the name Captain Insano, which is the wrestling <laughs> character from the Water Boy that Big Show plays. Are we going to Captain get Insano Sandler? shows no mercy? Are we going to get an Adam Sandler cameo on AEW? Oh Christ! I couldn't couldn't guess. I'd actually be all in on that. I think of course, really you would cool. be. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be. We're talking about WCW, which, which I'm shocked they didn't have an Adam Sandler cameo. Mm, or actually, it'd probably be it'd be more like they'd be more likely to get Dan Aykroyd in like 1998 kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Someone well, a there little is... bit past it. We do delve into the world of Hollywood a little later on in this episode. Um, we got such a strong re- response about us visiting the WWMDB last week that I thought we could take another trip to that later on in the episode. Oh, great. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I thought... Um, I, I've, I've got to admit, I've skipped a little bit ahead uh, and we've only got a couple more weeks of what are the comms desk wearing. So... Um, well, as far as a three piece, there's still Mongo's not on commentary for the. He's only on commentary for the next two weeks. Woo! <laughs> but we don't get this segment, which is what have they come as? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to see what they've come as, Matt? Go on. All right. So uh, this week, Eric's come as a banjo kazooie fan. <laughs> Judging by his t-shirt, I like uh, banjo kazooie. 
my, yeah, me too. So it's not really that funny. Everyone's just going to be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mongo's come as a blind barman from the Wild West. Uh, Bobby has come as a politician at a weekend press conference. He's got the the polo shirt and uh, <laughs> suit jacket going on. Uh, and Pepe's come as the Macho Man. So it's a pretty uh, straightforward, uh, what have they come as this week? Um, man, they're... We should probably just be honest. I don't feel like there's a lot of meat on the bone to this week. Can Dave Meltzer save us? Is there anything? <laughs> um, unfortunately going on? for all of us, the answer is no. There's not a whole lot of interesting things going on. Uh, there's a bit about the fact that uh, Hulk Hogan's not going to be back until August. At which point, uh, because he's taken time off to do a movie, uh, and. Uh, at which point he will return on the August pay-per-view against either Scott Hall or Kevin Nash, uh, right. which will be interesting. Uh, the uh, Hogan's contract with WCW expires uh, after the pay-per-view match with Savage, which I don't really know what they're talking about, which now will also be a Monster Trucks match. Uh, oh, the lot- sweet. Yep, the logic of Hogan destroying everyone in sight and in particular popping up from the Giants finisher when Giant laid out Sting and Luger with it when Giant and Sting are the ones the company is going to be built around all summer when he wasn't even going to be back for months shows just shows how much power he truly has, according to Meltzer, and Mm. how much he cares about doing the right thing for the company. Dave writes in a really strange way. He's not he's not one of the great writers. Um there is one other little tidbit that I thought was interesting. Um ATM Eric. Uh so they've cut a wrestler to make room for the impending salaries of Hall and Nash. And they've cut uh Shark, who was earning oh, two hundred two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Which wow. is a lot of lot of fucking money. In 1996, in America. Yeah. For, I mean, barely any screen time. I think we've mentioned Shark in two or three episodes, maybe. It's so, like, imagine how good that would be. And, I mean, the thing was, um, I'm relatively sure he's not been cut, from what I can tell. So, Dave's right. just said he's earning this much and he's been cut. Uh it's, it seems to me uh, that he leaves WCW in 1997, like early 97, and then back in early 1999. Oh, and wow. Spends, good, he spends a year years. in WWF. Wears a South Park t-shirt. Likes, uh, Car- he has the Cartman plush, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, the less said about WWF, the better. That's it for Dave. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Uh all right, well, let's get into this episode then. <laughs> uh, we had a tag match between Sting and Luger versus the Harlem Heat. Uh, white guy dancing is catching on during other matches, so I blame, <laughs> I specifically blame Public Enemy for this. There's a whole bunch of like little fat white kids uh, waving their arms around. Um, and that's just like in your house. Um, that was just me. Uh, <laughs> hey, I've lost a, I've lost weight. Uh, does <laughs> Mongo says that Harlem Heat's mum changed their nappies at the same time. I mean, did this happen every single time? Do twins sync their poo cycles? Like the but, urban myth that women's uh, menstrual cycles fall into line with each other? 
which is it, a myth, by the way, guys. The, the um, I'm shocked by this, to be honest. Um, I don't understand it as an attack. Why would it matter? <sighs> I don't know. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with them. It's not like they were, like, 24 and it was happening. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, look, Mongo said it, not me. I'm not bringing up. I'm not thinking I hope, about Harlem Heat's poo cycles. I hope that in two weeks, Mongo's not a commentator anymore. I think you're going to be. You're going to be pretty happy about that. Uh, Sting gets a win from a distraction. He just doesn't care anymore, right? <laughs> he does not care. We, we <laughs> like he doesn't care what Lex is doing. He doesn't care how he's winning tag team titles. He just this time he just takes the belt and walks out. We find out later that he's got, for no reason whatsoever, he's got a championship match coming up uh, at Slamboree. So maybe that, you know what I mean? Maybe that's why he's just like, I don't give a shit about the tag division anymore. I'm I'm a singles guy, but. <laughs> I suspect he just legitimately doesn't give a shit. Like me well, watching. Yeah, but like me watching as well. <laughs> why would you? Um. This match was brought to us by the film The Great White Hype. Have you ever seen The Great White Hype? Uh, no, and I'm slightly concerned that it's a uh, maybe a little bit racist. <laughs> or it's about what, sharks. What could be racist about a plotline of uh, no one wanting to watch two African-American uh, guys fight in the ring? So they have to go and find a white boxer, a white heavyweight boxer. Is this just taking let me, like a bit of a subtle the... thread from Rocky, uh, but doing it from a different perspective? Kind of, but it's actually meant to be a comedy. So here's the logline for it. Oh. A boxing champs promoter thinks change is needed. He finds the one man who's beaten his black champ at 17 a white man now in a rock band. Like Rocky, he trains heavily, whereas the champ slacks. So you're already giving away the <laughs> ending of this movie in the logline. Uh, directed by Reginald Hudlin. The cast is pretty amazing compared oh, to... Wow. I actually watched the I watched the trailer for it and it did not look good. Samuel Jackson, mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum, Corbin Burnson, John Lovitz, Cheech Martin... Uh, Jamie Foxx, and there was someone else that I was like, uh... No. Well, anyway, that's enough. Uh, this looks <laughs> really, really bad. I'm going to put the uh, the trailer of the movie, like the link of the trailer in the show notes so everyone can have a, a look at it so they know what we're talking about. Um, it's... I feel like this script would be thrown out immediately for being problematic. Because yeah. Jamie Foxx plays the, the the legitimate number one contender and he keeps showing up in the trailer saying, why am I not getting in this fight? <laughs> and the promoter, who is Samuel Jackson, is like, people won't pay for a black man to, to see a black man beat another black man. They want to see a black man beat a white man. I don't know. But I don't do know you if think, it is problematic or not. But, but it, would you, would it, you it just say, feels wrong. Would you say that it would be problematic nowadays to release a movie? Another, This is another Reginald Hudlin movie. Uh, a jazz musician finds himself possessed by an ancient spirit of vengeance that leads him to a new and unexplored world of voodoo and dead spirits. 
is is there problems there or is that is that a plus i don't know he's an african-american guy himself so is it it like well it was released in 2020 so i don't know um I guess not. Oh, uh, he directed House Party. Okay, right. He was a producer of D- uh, Django Unchained. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like we're wading into waters that we are not equipped to be talking about. So let's I'd get out of here. But anyway, the great, wi- the great white hype. I was hoping there would be some WCW cameos in there, and that's why it was being cross-promoted. But no. No, um, no buff Bagwell this week, unfortunately. So... Uh, let's get out of the WWMDB and head back to the ring. Uh, man, Ric Flair comes out and does a promo here. And I'm mm. I'm legitimately at the point where I'm like, oh, if I see Rick or Hulk or Macho or the Giant walk down to talk to Mean Gene, I'm like, oh, no, I can't. I don't know if I could watch another one of these. <laughs> um, I am assuming... Uh, he, he's he's an alcoholic. Like this, this is this is like Ric Flair is suffering the. I hit a point last year where I was like drinking quite regularly, and then I was like, I need to just like only drink on weekends mm. because like it's actually like I'm just like there's about two hours in the morning where I'm just not really at my best and like my memory is yeah. not as good. Ric Flair is 10 years older than me at this point, and I don't think he's hit the point of just being like, maybe I'll just do it on the weekends. No. I think Ric Flair is uh, has fried his brain with alcohol. Yeah. But it's also, he's also got nothing to work with, right? Like, he's about to lose the giant. Sorry, spoilers, guys. He's about to lose the giant. <laughs> and... uh but he's talking about Macho Man. And this is something I've noticed in, in Nitro since we've started doing the podcast is that most of the wrestlers have got like two, three things happening at once. So they can't concentrate on telling, on concentrating on which story to tell, you know, like, mm. does Rick want to talk about the giant? Does he want to talk about Macho Man? And it kind of underplays the fact that he loses the world title because in this promo, he spends all his time talking about Macho Man. So it's almost that thing of like, well, the giant wins the, the championship, but who cares? Because really, the real story, the story that you're being told to care about is Macho Man versus Ric Flair. And then also on top of that, Rick can't communicate anything because, as you say, he comes across like a man who hasn't been sober since 1977. <laughs> it's fucking crazy how... Uh- how problematic he he he's become with the with uh woman and liz and stuff just all mean? of it the whole thing like it's just like i can't believe i'm like you know what i really don't want to watch rick flair but i don't yeah I don't. no i feel exactly the same i'm just like i just don't care I don't care at all. What I do care about is the next promo we got, which is a promo for Glacier. Oh, how exciting is this? Like, yes, we're going to get the... uh, We're going to get the New World Order, which is very exciting. Yeah. But, like, we're also going to get the one of the strangest things ever, which is the Mortal Kombat Blood Runs Cold, uh, you know, storyline. Yeah. 
And I remember Glacier being built up for months. And this, this the reason why the reason why I got so excited about seeing this promo is that I'm pretty sure this was around when I started watching WCW. Because I remember one of the first things I saw was this these Glacier promos where I was like, oh, cool. Who the hell is this Mortal Kombat character? It sounds awesome. They got Sub-Zero in wrestling. <laughs> like, this, is so, <laughs> this is sick. Um, and I feel like... I feel like it wouldn't have been that bad of a gimmick, but by the time he debuted, they already had like the NWO and Sting, Raft, you know, like Crow Sting and stuff like that. So he he just became an afterthought of like, eh, who cares? No one wants to see this. He also uh, they wrestle in a martial arts style, uh, but in a really choreographed way, hmm. and it's all a bit Karate Kid. By the time it finally happens, and it's all in blue light, it just it it isn't good, but it is sort of good. Like it's it's like the, what we're watching at the moment on WCW is not good, and it's not good to watch. Yeah, Whereas, it's not fun. Yeah, yeah, Glacier, you're like this is this is fun, man. Yeah, it's bad fun, which is is like a lot of WCW for the next two years. I think is like, you know, this is not necessarily. You know, Daniel Bryan versus whatever. I can't think of another great technical wrestler right now. Eddie Guerrero. Um, even though Eddie Guerrero is in WCW. You guys know what I mean. It's a lot of like, it's a lot of like palaver. This isn't Chris Benoit versus Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, but it's fun. There's like a lot of fun to be had coming up. Yeah. And Glacier was the first little hint of that. And I, I was like, oh, thank Christ, because I cannot watch the same six dudes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cutting the same promo for, we've, I feel like we've been doing it for a year. And, uh, but uh, anyway, things are about to get good, guys, I promise. Um, you know what is good on this episode is what? Lord Stephen Regal versus the Belfast Bruiser in a, in a <laughs> weird car park match. I don't know why those cars just happen to be parked, pointed at each other, but anyway. <laughs> also, what in this feud up to this point has been like, you know what, we need to like really blow this off with a major match? They did mention something happened on Saturday night where the Belfast Bruiser said, like, you know, in the UK we sort things outside. So they're going to have a fight <laughs> Wouldn't he be like in the UK? It's 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 significantly too cold for mm. most of the year. We fight in a pub. Let's have a bar fight. Yeah, they fight with like they fight wherever. I wherever think they can get their hands on that. That's fair enough. I'm not actually. He is the Bel- uh, Belfast Bruiser. Uh, I'm I'm in the wrong here. Well, if you've drunk in England or Ireland, you know that the pub opens at 11 a.m. and that's when you get there. And so, by the time a fight's happening, no one can feel the cold, man. Like that's not- no. But what? But what I'm saying is, they specific they fight in the pub. Like they're perfectly fine. Like it's not like it's like hmm. well, you know, this is a Chicago street fight. Like you know, we go outside and like shoot each other with Tommy guns. Like it's like it's the UK is not specifically known for fighting in parking lots. No, that's the only place like, you can have a fight in the UK. I don't know where you went in the UK, man, but everywhere <laughs> I had a fight, <laughs> it was in a car park. Well, that's, I know that if, you know, in Australia we settle things on the Oval after school when the teachers aren't looking. Yeah. That's uh... all or, or the teachers... Are paid like are not getting paid, so they they don't care. <laughs> the 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 Australian school fight coming soon to WWE NXT. That'd be awesome. NXT school fight. 
Everyone has to wear a white collared shirt from Kmart, grey shorts, platypus shoes, <laughs> and a big giant backpack. <laughs> and there's a lot of pushing in that. No one really wants to actually no hit each, each other. other. Yeah, yeah. But like eventually like someone comes and breaks it up. That someone's Triple H and then they make him NXT champion and it's great. What are you going to do? What, what, what are you going to do? What, what are you going to do? It just goes like that for about 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this match was good, though. I really enjoyed it. There are a couple of there are a couple of bumps in this. I don't even know if you would call them bumps, but especially um, Fit Finley, like, take, mm. sorry, Belfast Bruiser, uh, like, put his leg through a window. was like, oh, no, God, I hope that's sugar glass, <laughs> which it, I'm pretty sure it was, but God. And then there was well, another time. We're, we're not always going to get uh, WCW is not always going to do that properly as Bill Goldberg is going to learn in a few years. Yeah, well, that's what worries me. And he just like he like <laughs> I don't know. These guys are great, man. Like it's one of those Regal and and Fit Finlay. And I've I mean, it'd be interesting if you see if you could think of other examples. But they're kind of they're like um uh, they're an adult palette. You know what I mean? Like they're. When you're a kid, you're like, ah, mm. oh, these guys. Like, I distinctly remember whenever Regal came to the ring, I was like, ah, oh, why does this guy, why is he, he's shit. You know what I mean? Like, I always hated Regal and Finley and those kind of guys. And now I hated Ken a, Shamrock. A, an old man. Yeah, Ken Shamrock, yeah. Um, which is weird because I loved Bret Hart and he was a technical wrestler. Ugh. But anyway, the guys who were like, but do you know what I mean? Like. It's a, when you're a kid, you're all about like Sting, you know what I mean? Yes. But now I look at Sting and I'm like, eh, yeah, he's not great on a, as a promo, and he's not great in ring. He's not. And then as, I watch the. He's not as good as Johnny B. Bad. Johnny B. Bad had upside, man. I don't understand why he wasn't booked properly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, being legitimate for a second, Stephen Regal versus Fit Finlay is a legitimate uh wrestling match but they can also just beat the shit out of each other as well yeah it's good fun in the weirdest car park i've ever seen four cars pointed at each other and then a big round circle of vent like it's been fenced in you don't drive this is how we do it when we park (laughs) (laughs) it's bizarre uh yeah and then uh the giant wins the championship but as we said before we we're not being told to care about that so it's uh, uh it's a bit weird that he's now the champion. The match was also terrible. Yeah, I wrote down that these are my only notes for this match. Boring match, but an interesting result. It's uh I mean, <laughs> you know, could he could he be the first person to ever be the WCW, ECW, WWE and AEW champion? Oh, yeah, it could be. I mean, the answer's probably no. And the ECW one is like, you know, it was WWE, ECW, not real ECW. Yeah, it's not real ECW, man. And like, if they, if AEW were to make Paul White the champion, that would be probably a bad decision. Um, yeah. But God, you can see all these... field day <laughs> WWE stands would have with oh. that. Uh, the, you can see his potential here. And despite yeah. all those accolades and despite, you know, his years and years and years of service, I don't think Paul White really ever hit his potential in, as a wrestler. No. Like, he clearly wants to be here a technical wrestler, 
And maybe they should have just let him be a different kind of giant instead of beating out the fact that, like, you know, Hulk Hogan demanding that he do nothing in the ring uh, just Mm. so he could, you know, uh, you know, he's big. He doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. Where it's like, it's it's sick to watch a guy jump off the top rope who's seven foot tall. Yeah, absolutely. How, like, is there anything that you would have done with him in his WCW run that, you think would have uh, changed his course? No, because I don't remember exactly. Like, I know he joins the NWO. I remember the walking down the ring on with smoking cigarettes. Um, I think part of the... I don't think the booking's necessarily the problem with him. Um, mm. Like, the booking became a problem with him later on. But the problem is he's just not massively exciting like it's never he's not kevin nash when kevin nash was really really good he's not heel hulk hogan he's not scott hall he's not uh macho man even at this point um he's not rick flair even at this point um you know sting he's like he's just there's all these guys that are so much more engaging and exciting um you know, what are you going to do? And then he goes over to WWF and it's like, well, I don't want to see this guy beat Steve Austin. I want to see Steve Austin beat this guy. And it's just, you know, he's just never been the most interesting. Like he's a division killer, really, because he wins a title and you're like, well, it's pretty hard to imagine anyone beating him. So it just becomes boring. And then he gets beaten and it's boring. What, yeah. what do you think of him? I've never... He's just not someone that I've ever got into at all. In fact, probably the most excited I've been about anything that he's done has been when he signed with AEW. And it was only mm. because of like, oh, that's a bit... That's... I mean, pardon the pun. That's a big signing. Mm. Um, but I've just... You know, I think the problem for me coming back and watching wrestling from what, like 2011-ish, 10, 11-ish. Mm. Fuck, 11 years. Jesus. Um, is that in that time, Big Show was just, he, he's literally a uh, character. Like, when, once every sort of three years, he'd be around the title picture, never really win, always like, sort of just getting in the way. Like, Jerry you know, Show like, was good with Chris Jericho, but that was because Chris Jericho was good. Yeah, he didn't even have, you know, like... Yeah, I suppose that's his version of that. I was going to say he doesn't even really have like a team hell no Mm. thing like Kane. You know, like there were periods where they couldn't use Kane as like a big badass. So then Mm. they had him in this ridiculous storyline with Daniel Bryan. But I think it kind of comes down to what you were saying about Big Joe or Paul White or the. He just, even though he's quite good in front of the camera and, and. you know, it's not like he's terrible on the mic or anything like that mm. now. I mean, he probably was a little bit in the early days. He just didn't do a lot. If you I think, f- the, like, Vince just booked him as, like, well, he's big. You don't need to give him a story or anything like that. It's just, like, look at him, you know? But also, if you finish um, as a punch, that tends to make me think they don't trust you to do anything else. Um, yeah. Like, if you're I that mean, the size, real, the only- you probably should. The choke slam's pretty cool. Keep the chokes. The only, uh, like, I've been watching him, uh, watching him since I was sixteen, mm. and I'm forty-one now. And there's probably about four things that I remember: like him yeah. existing, him joining the NWO, him going to WWE, 
and the time him and Mark Henry exploded a ring. I know that's probably being really uncomplimentary, but I'm just being honest. Like, they're, mm. like if you ask me, like, oh, what's the... Oh, and he flips between being a face and a heel all the time. That's, like, the five things I could tell you about <laughs> the big yeah. show. I wouldn't be able to tell you about, like, you know, even wrestlers that I'm not a huge fan of, I could still tell you more about them. You know what I mean? Like, mm. John Cena was a gangster rapper dude who was, like, a smartass, and then he slowly sort of turned into this superhero character, and... Even though I'm not a massive fan of him, he's very good on the mic and he can hype up crowds, blah, blah. And then I could tell you about all the feuds that he's had with dozens of different wrestlers. His feud with CM Punk's one of the best fucking feuds of all time. Big Show, I can't do that. Like, I just, like, uh, I don't know. He was like a big dude. <laughs> he's, the- <laughs> he's the Big Show, you know? Like, well, it's a big dude. Uh, can I, Look, this episode of, of Nitro was a was a was a crap episode. Yeah, nothing happened. Bef- but for like people listening being like, eh, I'm gonna like give it a couple of weeks. I actually watched the next episode as well. I'm just letting just a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a a, a, a teaser for next episode. We're gonna get a Jushin Thunder Liger versus Dean Malenko match. So don't, don't give up on us quite yet. Oh, that that's nice. Do you do you want to hear the uh, one of the other matches we're going to get? That's just as exciting. Yeah, it's, they're they're you know pulling out the big guns. It's mm. uh, the giant in a world championship match against Jim Duggan. <laughs> I was literally- so as a joke, I was going to say Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> so so they they're giving you the carrot and they're giving you the stick. Um, yeah, it's. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> it really, it is. It really is an abusive relationship at the moment. Do you, do you want to hear you know? about what's on? Uh, <laughs> do you want to hear about what's on the other other channel? Yeah, this week I really want to see what Vince has got for us. Okay, so we've got mankind beating uh, Bart Gun via submission with the mandible claw. Mm-hmm. The uh, after the bout, Jim Ross interviews Gun at ringside regarding the match, and then Gun gets jumped by mankind, who once again puts him in the mandible claw. Steve Austin with Ted DiBiase defeats Scott Taylor via submission with the Million Dollar okay. Dream. Uh, mm-hmm. Scott Taylor being Scotty Too Hotty. Oh, okay, right. After mm-hmm. the bout, Savio Vega challenges Steve Austin to a Caribbean scrap match. Holy shit. Yep. I haven't seen one of those since Jamaica in 58. <laughs> Marty Jannetty and Leaf Cassidy, the new rockers. Uh, fought Henry Godwin and Phineas Godwin to a double countout. Leaf Cassidy being Al Snow uh, to a yeah. double countout when the legal men were unable to return to the ring. And uh, during mm-hmm. the closing moments of the bout, Sonny came out to scout the competition as the winner of the bout would have earned a sh- title shot against the Body Donners. Uh, Ooh. The Ultimate Warrior defeats Isaac Yankum DDS with a flying uh, shoulder block and splash. Uh, hey, did you say Ultimate Warrior? The the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, in the other yeah. s- other segments of the night, uh, the it, there was an opening segment from the end of the previous night's pay per view in which a furious Davy Boy Smith claimed Shawn Michaels wanted to sleep with his wife. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> that's not a claim. That absolutely yeah, happened. That. Absolutely happened. If, if this is 1996, Shawn Michaels, <laughs> absolutely. So, what are you watching? Um, you know what? I'm going to shock everyone. 
Um, and I'm going to say nitrate. No, I'm I'm going to watch Raw this week. There's Sunny. Mm. Sunny. We're talking about Lady Sunny, right? Yes. This this Bret Hart's Sunny days. We're talking about blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super sexy Sunny that I had a massive crush on when I was 16 years old, right? And that crush has only gotten less wise as time. Well, gone on. yeah. I mean, you've I got don't... a bigger crush on her now. Yes. <laughs> Uh, No, well, I know, like, I just know me. I would have been watching the show that had Sunny on it. But also uh, Ultimate Ultimate Warrior and uh, Mankind and Steve. Yeah, there's Um, lots of good... Steve Austin. So there's enough enough on there. And I reckon by this stage, I'm like, oh, fuck, man, I can't watch another giant Ric Flair match. I just can't. And this is the (laughs) third week in a row where uh, 2.9... Uh, versus 2.1, Raw won the ratings. The, the third 1. week in a row. Wow. God. I know we sort of say this every week, but imagine if any... I suppose uh, SmackDown does occasionally, but imagine if any wrestling show now got 2.1. It's Yeah, it would be unbelievable. <laughs> it would be huge. I mean, AEW got 1.3 in one segment last week and people were literally celebrating like it was the end of Return of the, the Jedi. <laughs> people out in the streets, fucking fireworks going off. Um, can I just say, you've, uh, I don't mind, do you mind me saying this on the podcast? You've uh, shaved your head? Yes. No, I've I've done a stunning Steve Austin. I'm now stunning I, Matthew K. Fabe. I, I hope you don't take this as an insult because it's not meant as it. But you, you look a bit like a uh, uh, Killian Cross. Uh, yeah, the NXT. I'm gonna have to look badass. Killian Cross. Do you, isn't it? That's his name, right? No, Carrion Cross. I think it was Killian in the Indies. Maybe I'm getting it. They because they've you know they changed his name. Right? He was Killer Cross in the in the Killer Cross. Well, I'm getting yeah. the two things. It, that's, anyway, you know what? That's I'm all right. About. Yeah, I have I have a very similar body shape um, to him as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm just laughing at something I remembered from before. I'm not laughing at <laughs> something you remembered from before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's that's good podcasting. <laughs> just sorry, guys. Yeah. Just having a bit of a chuckle at my memories. <laughs> Yeah. You'll never know what it is. If you guys think you know what it is, send a tweet to at WrestleWolfPod and I'll let you know whether you're right or not. Uh, Here's a spoiler. You'll be wrong. Um, let's get out of here. There's nothing left to talk about with this episode, but there will be... I feel like this is the... We're on the way up from here. You know what I mean? We're just... The only way is up, as Yaz said. And then eventually... The other way is back down. <laughs> I think there'll be more to talk about than there is at the moment. This is just stock standard early 90s wrestling. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily terrible. There wasn't anything on this episode where I'm like, I mean, the last match was a bit shit, but still, I mean, like the booking was kind of interesting and stuff. It's, I think for me, it's more the fact that it's boring. Yeah. No, I agree. that's doing doing my head in, and you get little snippets of like, oh, that's interesting, but the overall product is a bit meh, you know. Um, but we know that's going to change, so I'm looking forward to that. Well, goodbye, <laughs> uh, guys. Just before you go, you can follow us on uh, Apple Pod- Podcasts or wherever you get your um, uh, podcasts. 
Uh, if you do that, you get our WCW show, which you're listening to now, AWECW, which comes out monthly, the new NWA Power Show, which will be coming out supposedly in three to four weeks, um, and anything else we decide to do, pay-per-view reviews, whatever. Uh, a lot of people downloaded that AEW review that we did the other day, so that might be something that we'll have to do more of <laughs> if we can find the time. But um, anyway, we just uh, want to thank you for all of your support. And until next time, brother friends, Pepe is dead.